Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef? It's a podcast about Top Chef, and that's a broadcast. Welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. I'm your host Jamal. With me, as always, is my co-host, the number two chair. Say what's up, Reeves. Hey, what's up? Let's go. All right, and uh, we got third mic. Go ahead, say hello. Uh, what was your name again? Oh, um, oh, it's Brian. Brian with an I is also here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's your three best friends, the Amigos. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. Are you leaving? <laughs> Sing it. Are you leaving? Are you leaving? Um, we're back. It's another week, another episode. Another project on the books. And that might be too close of a little bit of a teaser for the episode title. But we're here. And we have an, we have Brian who wants to share something because he went somewhere last week when he was in action, didn't you, Brian? I did. Yeah, let's get right into it. I went to Tom's flagship restaurant, Craft, in NYC. Yep. I went with a buddy, a college buddy, good friend of mine, also friend of Reeves' wife, which is very funny. Yeah. We all also went to college together. Also friends my wife as well. Yeah. Yes, we all go went to college VCU. together. VCU, go Rams. A lot of people know this, but all of our wives went to college together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, and Brian. And Brian. And me. Yeah, me and everyone's wives. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just the guy that pe- people liked to be, you know, I was just like the safe friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, friend zone guy. Yes. Yeah. The, no issues there. Um, <laughs> that's how I felt in high school. Um, so yeah, I went to craft with my did buddy you write, Steve. Did you write any songs about it? In your I, I did. Oh yeah, I did for sure. I did. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Have we talked about our bands? All three of us were in bands in yeah. high school. Have I really was that? in a band in high school. Yeah. So, so was I. I. So was I. Brian, I don't think we talked the about them. I was in a few. In high school, the band was called 80 Decibels. Okay. And we were a pop punk band yeah. that we had like a couple originals, but we mostly just covered like Good Charlotte and like Some 41. We never did any shows, but we played in uh, my buddy's garage a lot. And it was a lot of fun. That's cool. And, I was mm. in a band. We were called the Red Petals. Petals was spelled like a pedal for a guitar. And we were an emo band. And we played all originals and occasionally a couple of Beatles songs. And Jimmy nice. World. <laughs> nice. I was in a band. We were called Back of the Bus. Um, we did uh, we did ska rock mm-hmm. music. Ska rock, love it. That's yeah. cool. Did you guys do all originals? Did you do some covers? <clears throat> uh, we did covers, but we all made them all about the civil rights movement. So we oh, changed the lyrics to a lot of them. That's very nice. Yeah, there had to be a lot of people. Ska bands, you know, typically have a lot of people. Sometimes it's just someone that's dancing. Yeah, in the band well, there's a well. That's how we got around it because we were like, we all want to be in the band. Mm-hmm. We're not all musically inclined, mm-hmm. so some people should just be here dancing with their long hair. Um, and so that's what we had. I'm gonna take a crack at some of the lyrics just okay. really quick. Yeah, no. tell me if fun. this tell me if this is right or wrong. Right. Uh, was one of your songs? Did it go? I never got to sit up front. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know white people that do. Yep. Okay. Was okay, that one so of them? Kind of like I understand. Like we, I was young, so the lyrics weren't that deep, obviously. Sure. But um, yeah, that was one of the the songs. Um, pick it up, 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 yep. pick it up. And that was when someone would drop their bus pass. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up, 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 pick it up. Um. So yeah, we did that. Uh, so yeah, that was my band, Back of the Bus. Reeves, do you have any recording? Do either of you have any recordings of your songs? So great question. We did record uh, a little EP LP. It's somewhere I think in my parents' oh basement. Can I trade you? We do you want to swap? Holy shit, that's EPs. a great idea. I need to try and find it because that we're going to play those on the podcast. Mm, mine is so bad. Mine is <laughs> we so, have to so hear bad. them. We have to. Mine hear is them. so so bad. The fact that you guys have been holding on to this is a uh, kind of uh, kind of insulting. You've had this gem in your back pocket and you haven't brought it out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, until I mentioned that all of our wives went to college together. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I think we're going to need to hear that on the podcast at some point. So get the, dig out those EPs. Gotta you know? find them. I feel like we have them. to set some sort of like thing. If if people do such and such thing, we'll do it. But like, do we have people who actually listen enough to like do to? We need a listener participation sort of thing. I think that's a good idea. I think we should create a tier where we just need one person to pay fifteen dollars a month, mm-hmm. and once they do that, then they mm-hmm. can get the 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 mashup EPs of all our albums. And the fifteen dollars is crucial. It mm-hmm. just needs to be one person who pays fifteen dollars, <laughs> just yeah. to make sure that I don't know, say like to cover costs of operations. Yeah. You know, so. costs that. One person knew about, and I yeah. guess did tell the other people. Did but the, other the other people, people did not care. The other people mostly ignored it immediately. Yeah, um, did not kind care. of like, why is he telling me something that's his problem? Really? Yeah. Um. So if we could get one person to pay fifteen dollars a month in our Patreon, um, that would kind of shut down all this kind of talk about. I'm spending fifteen dollars a month to keep the podcast going. So my buddy yeah. reached out and he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna be in New York. Do you want to get dinner?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's let's get dinner." There were a couple of places that we th- that were thrown out there. I don't like being put on the spot of being asked what restaurants to pick because I don't like making decisions. Um, mm-hmm. So I put a few out there, and he eventually chose Craft, Tom Colicchio's flagship restaurant, mm-hmm. Craft, which should have been your first choice. It it was it was one of them. I also wanted to go to uh, another place. I don't know. So don't say it on this podcast because we don't have the budget for that. <laughs> yeah. So we went, we made reservations. They were very easy to get. Wasn't it's not one of the hotter restaurants currently. Really? Um, it's cooled off. It's cooled off now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been around for a while. There are very hot restaurants. This is not one of them. Yeah. It was uh it is a fancy place. So I did wear a nice short sleeve button up shirt with jeans mm-hmm. to really class it up. Jesus you know? Hell yeah. Really class it up. Surprised they didn't like bring you a bottle of wine on the house. Well, we sat, we yeah. we sat outside uh, right next to a big truck that was sitting there. So the night smelled of New York City and rubber from the tires because the tires fun, were like right? taller than us as we were sitting. Memorable. Yeah, it really sets the tone. You know how they gave Dale a hard time for his like vanilla ca- uh, candles. I get that oh. now because the smell of rubber and pee kind of like did influence uh-huh. what i was eating and how yeah. I well no one told you guys to pee when you got sat down you guys don't assume that it. we might have been told that we should pee as we sit down we yeah, didn't can't, can't we come didn't. inside you gotta pee out here yeah get it out now <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah, Dale was ahead of his time. You know, he yeah. brought those candles out. People were like, no one does that. He was like, just you wait. People are going to be <laughs> eating on the freaking streets. Yeah. <laughs> Loving the smells when they eat. Yeah. So I went through the menu. Uh, it's 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 a very classic menu. It's a menu that Hung, I think, would really enjoy. Pretty straightforward, mm. classic sort of Classics. Stuff. Classics. Like, people have been cooking these meals for 100,000 years. Jesus Christ cooked. Like, when, when Jesus Christ sat at the Last Supper... He made – I'm going to guess that he probably had the exact same thing that we had, which, mm. of course, was we started off with a pasta of ricotta agnolati, which was had sweet corn and black truffle in it. Classic. And Jesus said, take this. This is my body. And he handed yep. out the ricotta yep. agnolati, and everyone was like, oh, this is really good. The corn actually mm. goes really well with the truffle. Like, you wouldn't think mm. the corn would go well, but the sweet corn really adds to the black truffle. Yeah, nice. and he was like, well, this is my body. So. Well, it's my body. That's why yeah. it's well. And then when they finished that, he was like, here, take this. And he handed out an olive oil poached halibut. And he was like, this is also my body, but I poached it in olive oil this time. And he was like, remember when I fed people with 40 loaves? This is one of the loaves. Yeah. yeah. This was served with uh, gooseberries and a burblanc mm. sauce. The gooseberries were good. It was unexpected how like good the little like fruit would go with the with the fish. But it was very, very pleasant. Mm. Uh, one of my stars of the night, I think. And gooseberries, those are goose testicles, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. 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 and they're very sweet. Yes, don't you have to tell me? I've sucked on goose <laughs> testicles. Gross. We then had a meat because fish isn't meat. Um, which we ordered it was the braised beef short ribs. This was my loser. It oh, didn't. This no. wasn't great. It was like it could have also been that like we split it halfway, and my half was like a really fatty piece, and I mostly had to like eat just like fat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was like fine. It tasted like. My mom had put beef in the slow cooker is what it tasted like. Mm. So it, it didn't knock my socks off. This okay. was my this was well, my fail. Weren't you, you wearing shoes? I was, which, which probably kept the socks on. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, don't blame the food. A good meal is going to get past the shoes. That's yeah. not going to be a hinder to a really <laughs> fantastic meal. I guess at this point you weren't relaxed enough. Because normally when you get very relaxed in a restaurant, you kick off your shoes. Mm-hmm. You take you your button. belts. Yeah, you yeah, unbutton exactly. your pants a little bit. Unbutton that short sleeve button-up yep. shirt. Mm-hmm. You got to say button-up or button-down. Button-up. Well, a button-down is actually a, uh, is actually a, uh, refers to the collar that actually has a button on it. Get That's the fuck a, out. Is that what that means? Yeah. See, those of us who are adult men know this. A button-down shirt actually refers to the collar having a button that will button down the collar. So. Yep. And I knew that, too. You shook your head, though. Don't you I lie to these it. people. I knew so, it, too. Don't you lie and to these I people. I just was letting Jamal say it. Yep. Makes okay. sense to me. We uh, we also uh, ordered some sides to go with everything. Um, one of them. So they have a single mushroom dish that is on the menu. It's under the mushroom category. Mm-hmm. What do you think they'd have more than one thing if it's a whole category to itself? Mm-hmm. But it was a roasted black hen of the woods Whoa. with um, an al- allium confit and thyme. And it's this pronounced aluminium. And this this might have been winner winner roasted black hen of the woods dinner for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, chef's kiss. It was really good. Yes. The like the um the longer parts of the mushrooms were very crispy. It had mm-hmm. like almost like a chip texture, and then the mm-hmm. uh, the actual body of it was like thicker and like softer and like cr- and like more textury. The flesh. Um, it was really good. The flesh of really, the mushroom. The flesh of the mushroom. It was really good. Use use your cooking terminology. The flesh. The flesh of the mushroom. The part that is skin. Um, and then of course we also had a then they have, then they have a potatoes section, and from that we got the uh, 
gnocchi, which was with Parmesan and thyme. Another fantastic dish. Well, I mean, you can't go wrong with Parmesan and thyme. Yeah. Yeah. Just they time. were very, very like sub. Usually, like you get a gnocchi and it's kind of chewy, and you can tell that it's a potato. And this kind of felt like little balls of mashed potatoes. It was really good. And then we decided not to get dessert, um, but we did go to the Harry Potter store. I have a question. Why did you decide nice. against dessert? There wasn't anything that was like screaming at us that we had to get. Was we were we apple? were torn between we were torn between the apple tart uh, tatin tart tatin. Tartan. Apple tart tatine. We apple thought about tartar. that. Yeah. You didn't we get the also... apple tartar? No. Yeah. <laughs> or apples. the um no wait, actually it was a peach tart tatine is what it was. It wasn't apple that night. Mm. It was either gonna be that or the chocolate souffle. And neither of them were like, you gotta have this. So you gotta get peaches. It's peach season. I you know what? I wanted them, but my dinner date uh wasn't sold on them. So mm. we didn't get anything. But instead we went to the Harry Potter store and got a butter <laughs> beer and it was pretty good. Someone's not a fan of Alison Roman. Mm. Yeah. So that my, how should I grade? How should I grade? Craft. Uh, well, you know how Tom grades you, or at least you would know if you let someone do their bit. So yeah. figure it out. You know. Report oh, okay. card grade. Report maybe. card grade. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a B mm. for Is there pluses and minuses here, or it's a solid B. I don't, I don't, I don't B. think I don't think it's plus or minus. Okay. Eh. Maybe B plus. B plus, but the B stands for very good. Mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. the plus means, plus it'd be better if it didn't cost so much. Mm. Maybe that's what's keeping people away. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it's not the most expensive meal I've ever had, but like, you know, that freaking piece of fish was $47. Dang. Mm. And Tom, you know, Tom, when he brought it out, he didn't say, hey, here's some coupons you can use since you're your friend or anything like that he ghosted me mm. on this i guess i didn't want to bring it up because it's kind of embarrassing mm. but he was nowhere to be seen and oh. leading up to this we had been texting the entire day and i was like hey i'm coming to craft and he's like oh great uh you'll you'll love it and i was like cool i'm gonna see you there right and he was just like yeah 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 i'm gonna be there mm. so i asked him when he'd be there and he was kind of wishy-washy didn't respond he said i'll be there tonight I said, well, when tonight? And he was like, uh, you know, you'll see me. I didn't see him. Text him afterwards. He's like, oh, what? I was when, there. When did you leave? And I was like, yeah. we had a pretty early dinner, probably 8, around 6, left around 7.30. He said, oh, that's when uh, I got there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 7.30. I walked in. Yeah. You walked in 7.30 sharp. Were you sitting by the big truck? I like, yeah, I was sitting by the big truck. Oh, I looked right there. Mm-hmm. Mm. I that's happened to me with Tom before where I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm going to be at this restaurant. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll meet you there. And then I'm there. I'm texting him like, where are you? When are you getting there? Blah, blah, blah. No response. None. Next day, no response. I keep I just like no talking for like a week. And then I randomly see something else that I want to text him about. I text him like, hey, I ate this. Yeah. It was pretty good. And then he will respond. It's almost like he's just going to ignore anything that yeah. has to do with him not being there. And then when yeah. the subject changes, then he's yeah, gonna then talk. he'll talk. The same thing happens to me with Padma. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. I'll message her, being like, "Hey, when are you gonna be at so and so?" Nothing. Nothing returned. Nothing when you returned. say so and so, you do mean rec league softball, right? That's where you yeah. guys hang out. That's where we hang out. That's where I meet her. Rec league softball, and I'm like, "Are you coming to the game this week?" No response. And then I show up, and she's there, and like talking to people. I'm like, "Okay, so your phone does work." <laughs> You're like, show me your phone. Yeah. I'm like, 
can I see your phone for a second? She's like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, oh, reception and everything works. You've got Verizon. You've got great reception and signal. Good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And she's like, what's the issue? I was like, well, I messaged you and you didn't respond. She's like, oh, I blocked you. And like, she told me to my face. <laughs> Whoa. And I was so like, wow. direct. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I respect you for not wasting my time. Mm, yeah. You, nice. You've kind of let me know you don't want to be friends. And now I will just move on. That's we, nice. We will, we'll just interact here at, at Rec League Softball. And mm. after that, that's the end of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I guess it's kind of not the same as you guys, but I guess it's back to Gail for you. Yeah. And she's always game. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't throw a mean fastball like Padma. She was trying yeah. to hit you the rest of the game, right? Yeah, she was. She was very stoked. And she animated. told you to quit crowding the plate when you yeah. were in the ball. Yeah. Was she kept you. giving me chin music. You were like, she's, whoa. She was yeah. like, you're crowding the plate. You yeah. were on the bench at this point. And she was like, yeah. you're crowding the plate <laughs> yeah. too much. She kept yeah. throwing it at the dugout. And I was like, I'm not in the game right now. And she's like, I don't care. But you did flip the bat, the though. You did hit it and flip the bat. And that really well, it was a home off. run. I'm going to flip the bat. Yeah, when I hit a home run. real cocky. Yeah. Well, I looked dead at her, too. I made eye contact. Yeah. You and I did what around the bases. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I did what male lines do when they mark a territory. I started uh, throwing Pink. dirt behind me. <laughs> <laughs> With my back, my feet, I started throwing dirt behind me just to let her know, this is my territory. Mm-hmm. Don't bring that weak shit here. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Gail, I've got a, I've got something from Tom. I got some scripts pages from Tom. Oh, Tom. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, it's kind of central. Really? Yeah. I do have one quick question about that softball game. Did the dugouts clear? Um, yes, the dugouts did clear, but I'm Mm -hmm. fine. This is just a shiner. This will go away in a week. (laughs) It looks bad. Yeah. It feels, it felt bad originally. I couldn't see anything. It puffed up. But yeah. that's not my fault. She's been classically trained in the octagon. Yeah. Well, I did true. not know that before charging the mound. We're best friends. <laughs> freaking yeah. animal. The worst part is I took my bat to the mound and she took it from me. You she disarmed me like like a Batman combo in Dark Knight. Yeah. And then yeah. she knocked me upside the face and like I was I had a concussion. I was dazed. Yeah. You don't want to so. mess with someone that's like that quick where it's like you know, you go up and you're like ready to go, and then she's yeah. just like very calmly just disarms you with it. Yeah, almost like it was not even effort for her. To yeah, do. she's like, yeah. no, I do this every day. I'm practicing yeah. to do this because I'm yeah. ready. She was, she was still pitching with her other hand while she yeah. did. Yeah, she, she threw a then... pitch as I was charging the mound, and I was like, wait, I'm coming towards you. You shouldn't be throwing yeah. a pitch. I thought she was trying to hit me, but it it did like a beautiful curve around me. Mm. I was like, she's still throwing curveballs. And then I went up to her, and she just disarmed me, and then poof, whacked me good. Oh, I'm I'm happy that I didn't, uh, you know, have any skull fracture or anything. That's good. yeah, yeah. It's a good thing you got caught with that corked bat the week before, and they took it from you because that would have really hurt. Yeah. They got you that yeah. corked bat. Yeah. And I baseball season. I, I told you not to bring up the fact that I use a corked bat, and yeah. now everyone knows. So that's kind of insulting, and embarrassing. Yeah. So. Well. Anyways, I got script pages from Tom. <laughs> I got script pages from Tom, and um, Tom said this is part one of a three-part, uh, what he says, kind of a sexy part of the movie. Oh, that's good. So this it's, is, it's been all action pretty much yeah, so far. So, so he said this is part one of a three-part sexy part of the movie. At the top of the page, it says page 989. So this is kind of insane. If this, is, <laughs> if this is his movie. This movie. There's 900... 89 pages and this is just part one of three yeah of three and it's like tom come on man 
This is too much. You're doing too much. I feel like it's like that thing now where it's like movies are so long because it's almost like they're making up for the fact that television is so good and there's different episodes and stuff like that. So they're like, okay, now the movies have to be four or five hours long Yeah, because we need all this stuff in there. And it's like, and people aren't going to the movies anymore. So it's like, you got to pack it all in on that one movie you get them to go to. You got to make a six hour Top Chef movie or else I'm just going to stay home and watch Squid Games. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Why would I spend six hours at the movie theater? I could spend six hours, you know, eating pizza on my couch watching Squid Game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't care what Nicole Kidman tells me I'm supposed yeah. to do going to the movie theaters. <laughs> I saw that ad too. Did you do the AMC ad? Yeah. What are you doing, Nicole I Kidman? Love it. I you love rich. It. Why are you doing this? I love it so much. I Everything about that made me so happy. Uh, it's great. We should go back to the movie theaters. She's telling me to do it. Her robot mm-hmm. face told me to do it. So that's good. <laughs> She's not real. She's an android. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she isn't she she was in uh what is that movie when all the blonde like women end up being robots? It's like a that's white chicks. Yeah, white chicks. <laughs> white, chicks white chicks. White chicks. I think you know white chicks is when two black men dress up as blonde women and then uh Terry Crews does the robot. Is what you're thinking of. Uh, oops, oops, my bad, my bad. That movie, have you watched it recently? <laughs> no. It's it's just it's just Terry Crews spending the entire movie trying to fuck one of the white chicks, and then with like the reveal at the end that it's a dude, and he's still like, okay, like, it's like this like long gay joke that's like so inappropriate now. But it's, like, so stupid. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. My joke was going to be Big Little Lies was the one with all the white women that are robots. That's nice. good, too. Yeah. Nice. Take that, Fucking HBO. take them down. <laughs> take yeah. that. All right. Let's 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 get this script going. Um, Brian, if you would be so kind, now is when you need to play the music Tom sent, the sensual music, okay? So now that that's playing, send some ambiance. <clears throat> all right. Interior. Gail's master bedroom in, oh, her, no. dupl- in her duplex <laughs> condo. In the Hollywood Hills. Okay. Sensual music is playing. Okay. I don't want to put that in the script. Gail, make yourself at home. Gail is dressed in a sultry, ankle-length nightgown (laughs) made of Egyptian silk that shimmers silver in the light cast from the gas fireplace. Essential oils are making her skin glisten against the V-cut of her nightgown. Daniel Craig, a home makes itself... (laughs) And it says here, Daniel Craig's in the movie now. Okay, <laughs> he's so he's there too. That's yeah, cool. it was. Is so, it just the two of them? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's so. just the two of them right now. Gail, double O seven himself. <laughs> Daniel Craig, double zero seven. People always say that wrong. O is not a number, and you have to excuse me. I can't do it, Daniel Craig. It's pretty good. I yeah, think you so, should continue with it. Okay. So Gail playfully chuckles. <laughs> oh, you're bad. Can I interest you in a drink? Daniel Craig. Mint julep. Dry. <laughs> okay. The classic 007 <laughs> yeah. drink. I well, I mean, he's Daniel Craig or not. He's not 007. He's, he's himself. Really? So because what... she called him that and he said that is his name, actually. Well, he said double zero seven. <laughs> so maybe it's like a different movie yeah. where it's like kind of the same, but everything is slightly yeah. different. Mm-hmm. So Daniel Craig says, mint julep, draw. And Gail says, what? Daniel Craig means no ice. Mm-hmm. Gail, I didn't know people had mint juleps without ice. Daniel Craig, enough small talk. You know why I'm here. 
Gail finishes making a dry mint julep and walks it over to Daniel Craig. She then takes a seat across from him in the living room. As she sits, we see the nightgown is cut to show leg from the knee down when sitting. We also get a shot of those immaculately pedicured toes. (laughs) So Tom, I guess that confirms Tom Tom is part of the feed freaks. Gail, Tom sent you here to negotiate his release from Padma, didn't he? It's interesting, the games we play. Daniel Craig, I'm a bit too old for games. Gail, oh, come on, James. You're not that old, are you? <laughs> they don't know who this character is at all. I, they're switching names a lot, which is, I, I think it's an interesting choice. It keeps you on your toes. Daniel Craig, well, it's just a character I play, love. My name's Daniel. Daniel Craig takes a sip of his dry mint julep. Gail smiles, a sinister smile. Gail, we could use a man like you on the show. Now that Bourdain is gone. Daniel Craig, I saw what your show does to people. I'm not interested. All of a sudden, Daniel Craig shakes his head. His vision is going blurry and it's going in and out. He's confused. He looks at his his dry mint julep. Gail, mint julep dry. I never was good at making drinks just at drinking them. Daniel Craig, what have you done to me? Gail stands up. Her nightgown drops to the floor. We see she's wearing an all-white rendition of Laura Croft from Tomb Raider's outfit. Okay. (laughs) Gail, me? Her voice now sounds like the Joker from Dark Knight. I've done nothing. Uh Uh-oh. You, however, have done everything. You want to Daniel. know how I got these scars? Daniel Craig, what, what do you have planned? Gail has put on white face paint and smoky eyeshadow now. Gail, do I look like a woman with a plan? Oh no. She, puts, <laughs> she slowly puts red lipstick and a large smile on her face around her lips. You want to know how I got these scars? Alright. <laughs> Daniel yeah. Craig is still in a panic. Fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Gail holds up her arm, showing she has the same scar as Padma on her arm. Daniel Craig, you. You're not Gail. Who are you? Whoa. Gail walks right up to Daniel Craig's face. Gail, I'm nobody. Gail takes off what was once her face and reveals it's Padma, and she was wearing a Mission Impossible mask the whole time. Padma, the only difference is I embrace, and you fight against what you are. Daniel Craig passes out. That's the end of part one. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I like that reveal at the end. Right? It's actually Padma. Yeah. I also, I'm so curious how Daniel Craig is going to factor into the script. Like, well, we'd have to get the previous pages. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah, the other like 500 pages where Daniel Craig shows up. Yeah. They make, there's rules. plenty of time for him to show up. Plenty yeah, of time. Plenty of time. Yeah. There's plenty of time. Develop his character and everything. Yeah. yeah. You can literally fit a movie of character development in between the time in which we've a kind of had. Of them. Yeah. Mm. The time in which you've had other script pages. Uh, this movie is a behemoth. But uh, yeah, that's the scene. And that's part one of the sultry scene. So I, I wonder what's wow. going to happen next because that's Padma now dressed like Tomb Raider. We know yeah. that they have the ability to do skin masks like Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. 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 Which is a really good device to have. 
in a mm-hmm. movie because then it's just like you can just throw the audience yeah. in different directions and do basically whatever you want to swerve them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whoever we think is this person might not be that person. I wonder mm-hmm. if she also has that cool thing that projects a fake background that Hologram? they use. Little it's like a it's thing? like a little like the little pop up screen they use and it. Projects. Oh yeah. Oh, who knows? Maybe yeah. in the second one of the next two parts. Who knows? An exploding gum. Oh yeah. yes, yes, exploding gum. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Explode the whole big fish thing. tank. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was the movie script. Uh, let's move I on. Really, I, in that movie script, I was really randy, and then I got really scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, Ro- romance think, is like that sometimes, you know? It can be. That was good. I thought at a certain point, I'm like, oh, is this maybe the Gale spinoff? And that's, and it's like, no, yeah. this is no, actually not. Top Chef's. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> so uh, cool. Let's move on to Chefs I Prepared for You. This is a segment we do every week where we talk about food that we prepared last night and only last night, and we present it to you as if we're presenting it to the judges on Top Chef. I'll go first. I had, <clears throat> I dipped right into my pan-seared chicken game again. I had pan-seared rotisserie and garlic spice chicken breast, steamed sweet potatoes, and roasted broccoli. He's back in his bag. I'm back in my, my pan-searing bag. He's doing it. How, did, how do you roast the broccoli? Oh, in the oven. Just in the, the oven? T- yeah, on the top. Uh, you put it in the broiler. On the broiler. Under yeah, the olive oil. oil. Olive oil, salt, pepper. Uh, toss it in some garlic as well. That sounds nice. I, I do a similar kind of thing. Um, but th- after that episode where they started complaining about broccolini, I'm like, have I been cooking broccoli wrong? Have I done well, what CJ was it. doing? Yeah. Do you turn it into Bob Barley grass? Yeah, I'm, I want it to be brown. I want it to be like twice dead. Yeah, I like it to be a little charred, but when I when I see that it's still beautifully green, I'm like, it's not ready. Yeah, not ready. Just throw not it ready on the for fire. consumption. Yeah, <laughs> there was that um, a couple of restaurants like do charred broccoli and other charred vegetables. There was that like bowl place that was in DC for a while that I loved going to. Shop House, I think mm. their veggies would they would do them like like charred, like charred mm. green beans and charred broccoli, and they would like toss them in spice sauce. They were really good. Mm, but we've discussed this. Char's not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like bad. everything that's good causes cancer a little bit. Name something that's good that doesn't cause cancer a little bit. Hmm. You're thinking water. Water. You don't think there's stuff inside water that's giving you cancer? Fluoride. Water, I guess. Fluoride uh, yeah. making you timid so the government can keep you down. Also giving you tumors in your gut. You're supposed to filter it. Can't get it all out. Chefs. I prepared for you uh, 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 a grilled steak with a red wine sauce and a little Ooh. bit of mashed potatoes. You put that steak on the potatoes on the plate? No, I didn't do that. They they were separate. That I didn't have them fraternizing with each other. How do you? What's your red wine sauce? Is it a simple thing that you do? Butter, red wine. Listen, it's a very basic classic to use a term hung uses mm-hmm. uh, a few times French a few times French recipe where it's just little shallots butter red wine I flambéed it by the way Whoa. with cognac uh. yes thank you very much a little bit of stock and what else is in it that's about it yeah mm. and then you just reduce it down oh and mm. uh, I put some parsley in it and then you finish with butter did you 
light it on fire with a long like big lighter? Or did you lean it into the grill, like lean it into the open flame over the over the stove? Great question. So I I did it with the little long thing, um, but I watched a couple of videos because I've done it before, but I'm always scared to do it every time I do it because yeah. I'm like, what if I burn down my house and then it's mm-hmm. all my fault and I blame myself <laughs> for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, maybe there's a safer way. And they showed me that that was the safest way in their mind to pour it, to like lean it over the burner. And I was like, that seems incredibly unsafe. I'm not. Yeah, it seems like the most unsafe because yes. the fire could follow down the thing, explode the whole. Yeah, it, the gas fire line. gets down in there where the other fire is, and then it's too much fire and everything <laughs> yeah. blows mm-hmm. up. Yeah. yeah, and you don't I, want two different fires meeting because they don't like each other. No, and that's when sparks fly, literally. Yeah. Um, so no, I used the long thing, and it was actually pretty controlled. So I felt good about it. It was good. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, Brian, what, what did you buy? Chefs, right. last night I procured for you a friggin' pizza. <laughs> pizza All right. Yeah. What? It's Friday night, baby. Twist. It's Friday night, baby. You got to have pizza. Pizza, pizza night. Pizza time. Yeah. All right. The, what kind we, of pizza was it? And that uh, cheese. Cheese pizza. We did. I. This is something we haven't had happen in a long time. Is on Thursday. I made sloppy joes for the first time in a long, long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And before we did it, Carrie was like, "Are you recording tomorrow?" And I was like, "No." I was like, okay. <laughs> that was going to be my yes. follow-up. Is the reason that yes. there's been such an absence from sloppy joes is yes. because you're kind of like, I need to rest this game a little bit. Yes. <laughs> the the real reason is because I can't get. Uh, I. I'm just, I'm not in the same like shopping center, so I don't have the same he like I'm not the going to the same meat. places. He can't get the fake crumbles anymore. Yeah, mm. I can't. I finally got them, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna have sloppy joes." Yeah, sloppy joes. Um, and they were very good, but Carrie was oh. like, and then she told me that she was like, "Last year you had them more than once a week," and I was like, "I don't think that's true." That's and she true. was very uh persistent, like, very like, persistent that it was. And I was like, "You know what? It's a pandemic. We're all going through something. If I want to have sloppy joes twice a week, I can." I'm just lucky <laughs> that I survived it. That was my coping mechanism with sloppy joes. And then, yeah, and then you guys ate like, in silence I... after you said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she had no idea how to react to that. <laughs> you always hit someone back with some real shit after they say something mean. They got to shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, sounds like you had some good pizza. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It was okay. All right. Uh, Brian, where did you get your pizza from? New Jersey. Oh, yeah, from New Jersey. Yeah. Well, you probably should. You're probably missing that uh, New York pizza, huh? There's a Manhattan Project for you, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Punch up. Uh, hey, Brian? Yes? Do you bite your thumb at us, sir? <laughs> uh, Yeah, I do, actually. I bite my thumb at you. Oh, wow. Well, hold on. Actually, the it's actual... actually the, not that. Yeah, that's not the response you're supposed to give. The response you're supposed to say is, no, sir, I do not bite my thumb at you, sir, but I do bite I my bite thumb, thumb, sir. That's Boz Lerman. And Reeves knows it because Reeves and I are classically trained in Romeo and Juliet. And this is a classic Shakespearean mm. banter that Brian doesn't. Yeah, you didn't. Oh, well, you yeah. didn't go to acting school. Like you we didn't did. go to acting school like or we did, so Boz you don't Lerman know this. 101. Yeah, you can literally take an entire <laughs> class on Boz. Yeah. And this classic Shakespearean banter has really tickled the mind for years. Well, not Brian's because he's not tickled by acting. Um, now, riding the rise of postal activism and embracing the forced reimagination of social interaction, there's one company out there, Brian. It's kind of taken the bards above state sentiment embodiment into a greeting card format. Uh, the company's called, Oh, Hey, F- you. And I will need a, 
bleep there, Brian. So can you please put a bleep there? Yeah, that was surprisingly easy. So yeah, I'll keep doing that. Okay, good. The company's called Oh Hey You, and it's one part internet meme, one part Hallmark, and one part pop-up ingenuity. We're not just your grandma's yearly check holder. So okay, this company Brian? is three parts. Mm-hmm. It's a three-part company that sells <laughs> one thing. Okay? Greeting cards. All right? Mm-hmm. But they're not your grandma's yearly check holder. Come on. And you often, Brian, got a check for $10 on your birthday from your grandma, correct? Yeah. And then she would always say, do not cash on them is what it would yeah. say. So you just have a collection of $10. Like at this point, probably a lot of money. I turned him into a paper mache statue of her in her honor. Nice. Oh, that's very kind that's of you. very sweet. It's just a, a bus of her face and it's just all her check on there. Whole body. Not, oh, whole, body. whole body. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of checks. I know. I yeah. a lot of checks. Well, he's got $3,400 worth of checks. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm 34,000 years old. 30, 30. I don't know how math works. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. I knew he was going to trip you up. Um, so, you know, it's made in Washington, D.C. These greeting cards are designed with goals, a spot on your refrigerator, and in your heart. We, they want to be in your heart, Brian. You know what also should be in your heart? Not not cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my mind went to. It's like, it's I guess I did give an open-ended question there, so anything could have worked there, I guess. Um, with their minimalistic style and obsessively thoughtful curation, illustration, and development, these cards are simply better than the others, no questions asked. And I know you're thinking, things can't get zanier. Well, they can, because this company has a mascot. And oh, I know what it is now. It's a capybara. capybara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a capybara. You know, it's you, know a capybara. What, you know what my wife really loved when I said baby bara? She loved when you said baby bara? A little baby yeah. bara. Mm-hmm. Uh, go deeper into that. Why did she love it? Because it's cute. It's a cute word. Okay. Just so, so because because the capybara is nature's chillest, most coolest animal. Though the lawyers say that I can't say that because it's actually yeah, the law. Yeah, the lawyers do say that we cannot say that because it is uh, is uh, slanderous to uh, a capybara. You don't want to get um, a litigation from the sloth, the sloth uh, army, a sloth lawyer, vicious lawyers. Let me tell you something. If they charge by the hour, it, those hours do not fly by. Well, you think that lawyer. a southern lawyer has a, has a slow southern draw? Wait to hear a southern sloth lawyer. Yo, oh, and this was the deleted scene from (laughs) Zootopia, (laughs) um, which that trailer did make me laugh. And then I had to watch the Star Wars movie. If you're still listening to this commercial, you're probably asking yourself, how exactly does all of this tie back to cards? Well, let us answer your question with another question. Does it have to? No, it doesn't. Because, oh, hey, f*** you, has all kinds of cards. They've got space cards, motorcycle, long walks, coffee, aircraft, fruit, other cool shit. Brian, think of some stuff. Trees. Yep, there we go. www.ohayfckyou.com. Ohayfku.com. Just take out the U in, in the word f***. And, Brian, you should be bleeping all of these. I will. Every time I say a bad word, you should be bleeping. Even she'll, words that I find bad that aren't even words that words. you find bad, you should be bleeping. That should have been standard issue on the podcast since day. So go to ohayfckyou.com and use promo code podchef to get a dollar off a card. And it's always free shipping to the U.S. internationally. Do you live on the planet? You do? Great. You Last get a dollar off. You, you get free shipping and you get a dollar off card if you spot chef. Okay. So follow him on Instagram at ohayfckyou. To see new car designs and special offers and fun content before anyone else. Don't make me tell you again. Go to www. Oh, hey, fuck you. Don't make him do it again. Pod Chef, use the 
Get promo code. I already did that part. Reminder. Hmm. I don't, they don't. This was a beautiful ending, and you just ruined it. Pod Chef. Pod Chef, season four, episode fourteen of the podcast. Season three, episode fourteen of the show. Top Chef, Manhattan Project. Good title. We're here. Good title. Very funny. Yeah. What a funny thing to happen in history. And yep. That we should be talking about and just yep. using lightly in a yep. freaking cooking show. The Manhattan if, Project. If yeah. anyone hears like, what's the Manhattan Project? And you don't know what it is. That's where they had the radioactive spill that created Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. And he became basically like a walking god, a walking blue god who yes, could like, yes. do anything with his mind. I mean, we all we all kind of remember this because we're all spending every single night going to those phone booths and leaving him messages yep. for him on Mars. Yes. So uh, that's the Manhattan Project, and it kind of makes sense because some of these chefs are going to turn blue by the time they're going to turn cordon blue by the time this episode's over. <laughs> James cordon blue. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're in New York City finally. Finally, they're out of Newark. Finally. Everyone is happy about it because they're like, I get me out of Newark, get me into the dirty, smelly streets of New York City. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we see is they are walking around getting what New York is known for, street food from the real chefs of New York. Mm-hmm. The, the street vendors. The street vendors. Yeah. Brian's loving it. He's Brian like, I love it. the cabs. I love people yelling. I mm-hmm. love all of the parts, the smells of New York. Take me back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take me back. I do. I've never seen anyone get the kebabs from those carts. Mm, that's which true. is what they all got the kebabs i'm i'll get halal street cart like all day food all day it's delicious i've never gotten the carts though the kebab from the carts Maybe try a kebab next time mm-hmm. i will i've i've I, I tried the like the the hot nuts before which i'd never tried before those are actually great mm, fully tasty. my if you were in new york and you want street food get halal cart like chicken over rice and get the hot nuts the, the sweet nuts they're very good you heard it here from brian he loves hot nuts Mm-hmm. Um, so Hung is in New York and he's like, this is a classic food town, with classic food history with classic food preparation. Um, there's a lot of classic stuff happening in, in this episode and their quick fire challenge is a classic one. Cause the chefs dined at Le Cirque on a classic dish of sea bass wrapped in thin sliced russet potatoes over leeks. Um, they then had 25 minutes to recreate the dish as closely as possible to the original so this challenge was judged by mob boss Cyril Maccioni, <laughs> the owner of Wayserk. Yeah, and he's the co-creator, a mob boss. the co-creator of the dish. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also, winner, if you're wondering, like if he's remembering people's names and stuff, <laughs> nope, he doesn't. Nope. He, nope. Just he just points, points people, and says you. He remembers Casey's name. Yeah, he, remembers. yeah, he remembers Casey's name, and we don't know why. We'll figure that out later. But he does remember Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner earn an extra 30 minutes of cooking time for the elimination challenge and the opportunity to serve the elimination judges first. So I just want to say my boy Hung is not intimidated at all because Hung's classically trained and this is a classic. <laughs> he yeah. laughed at this challenge. He, he was, was like, anyone could do yeah, this. He like, scoffed at this challenge. Um, he was so and, confident that there's a scene of him. He's like chopping, dicing something up, and he yeah. takes a moment to look up and smile and wink <laughs> at Padma. Yeah, and, and I, Padma I mean, if like, that was me, Ooh. my hand would be gone if yeah. I look back down. Yeah. but he's freaking yeah. slicing up an onion. Yeah, and he's a he, machine. It, it truly he, was crazy to watch him do that. Yeah, when he looks up at Padma, it's just like onions flying in the air around his face <laughs> yeah. while he's doing. It. It's like this dude is truly. 
a monster with knives. Mm-hmm. Um, Hung is so relaxed during this challenge that when he goes back, he's like, oh, they loved it. They gave me high fives. And Dale, who still doesn't understand that this is a competition <laughs> and not a team challenge, is kind of pissed off uh, because hung he asked hung for tips and tips and hung won't give him tips let's listen we were just we were just discussing like the different ways as, as to how you can do it did you do it on the stove top you throw in the oven i can't say i'm keeping it to myself because i don't want to re- reveal what kind of techniques i'm using it's, it's easy it's a very easy dish it's an easy dish i mean you can't really mess it up there. so simple we all know hung's strategy so it's not unexpected that he would not want to give anyone an advantage we all want the prize but there's a difference and hung is a different type of chef no there isn't a difference this is a competition and hung doesn't have to hold your hand to uh give you an advantage when he's going up against you directly he doesn't and hung takes this very seriously so much so that after he was done he destroyed everything he used in the kitchen yep he destroyed the oven everything so they couldn't even look through for clues of how he put it together yep he already said take these pans that i used burn them melt them down for scrap they're not going to be needed again i'm not going to help them at all it's a competition baby he switched all the like seasonings around, put sugar yeah. in the salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Made the, the, the pepper was actually little tiny ant bugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really uh, fucked with them. I noticed that Dale didn't ask anyone else for tips after they were done cooking. I think they cut it. I think they did because they no. were talking together like they had been sharing info. No, I, I'm going to – whatever you see is what really happened. <laughs> um, Sarah doesn't finish her I, dish. I, here's how I feel about Hung refusing to help. I get it, and I think my issue is having the guts to do it. Like, I think yeah. if I came back and they asked me outright, I would tell them. Exactly. But I'd be like, I don't want to give them advantage, but also I'm not like exactly a dick, f- so I'd, I'd be like, oh, right, okay, we did this. But like, I think he's fine to not do it. But it's just like he's a monster. He's like a truly very confident person who can just be like, I don't give a shit if you like me. Yeah just here to cook by myself. I think it would be different if he was like leading them astray. Yeah. If he came back and he was like, yeah, you got to freaking throw it in the roast. Yeah. Throw it in the roast. roast. For 40, it's for all tomatoes. Days. Just yeah. use your <laughs> tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, we see him help people sometimes like in the kitchen, which I yeah. feel like they complain about like he's never helping. And then like, there's like scenes of him clearly helping, helping. people. So yeah. I don't know how bad he actually is. This is why I don't, f- that's why Hung is playing the game right. He knows these quick fires, these aren't team challenges. No, it's this a simple dish, a, this, classic this, dish, easy dish. Hung knows when it's time to work as a team and when it's not. And this is not the time. This is not restaurant wars. I don't owe you help in this dish. That's that's for you to figure out. No one helped me when I went in there. Yeah. No one was, gave Hung a tip when he went no in. One, he went in first. Uh-uh. It was just me. There was no, uh, you know. No hung, small person yeah. swinging around from the rafters, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. throwing down some potatoes and onions. None of that was happening. It I, didn't happen. It didn't happen. So we don't have to talk about it. He did it himself. <laughs> there was no. What do you mean? There's something in my hat? No, there isn't. No. <laughs> Your hat's on the floor, and it's slowly inching its way towards the <laughs> banana room. <laughs> Why is well, why does have a banana room? <laughs> why does a French cuisine place have a banana room? Every French restaurant has a room dedicated completely to a fruit. Ah. It's just piles of fruit. And they're picked at random, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, you know why that hat was there. That so, 
Hung went back there and he had um, Sun Wukong in his in his hat mm. <laughs> as he was cooking, and people don't know that is that's the monkey god. Um, I knew that. Yeah, okay. I knew it too. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, Sarah doesn't finish her dish. Her fish is raw. It's raw. Everyone, she doesn't cook it all the way through. Uh, so she could have used the tips. Um, and her excuse was she couldn't find the equipment to cook with. She was constantly bothering the people who yeah. were actually trying to make food for the restaurant. I love so much that it was during service. I love that. <laughs> it, it is true. That is an inconvenience to them. But also, there's a lot of shots of those chefs just watching them yeah. do the work. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like they were intimidating her and being standoffish by not just being like, the oven's over there or whatever, yeah. you know. And, well, they didn't want to mansplain anything. Yeah, even yeah. back then. And plus, Hung had kicked in all the ovens, so she just had them broken. <laughs> so Hung wins the quick fire challenge, and Dale hates that because he said Hung doesn't know how to cook. Um, cereal it's important won- to note that Casey almost won. Yeah, I just want to say, cereal. <laughs> The mob boss wanted to say Casey because she's attractive, and that's not a joke. That's really what he said. He, <laughs> he said, I was going to pick you because you're attractive, and I see your feet. And then he said, no, I'm going to – Hungs was my favorite, and pretty privilege almost striked again. Yeah, and I was worried that – because he didn't know anyone's name, mm-hmm. and he kept turning to Padma. I was worried that he was going to describe people based on what they physically look <laughs> yeah. like, and I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. But no, he just – he didn't do that. He just – said Casey was very pretty and that was almost the reason he yeah. gave her the win. <laughs> I didn't cut that out. So, um, <clears throat> Serio, yeah, he, he gives it to Hung. Hung wins a quick fire. They go back to the, the penthouse what they're at, we're staying, and we get another shot of Casey and Flip Flops. And at this point, even the feet freaks are like, this is getting gratuitous. Like, you're <laughs> kind of going out of your way. It's like, we like it if it's like natural, if it just happens, but now you're going out of your way. Um, the elimination challenge is another classic. We got another classic elimination challenge. Uh, it's just the, they just have to use basic ingredients. They're given, let me make sure here, what are they given? Were they? An onion, a chicken, and a potato. A chicken. A chicken. Everyone's the three enemy. hardest French cuisine ingredients to be creative with. An onion, a chicken, and a potato. And they had to cook at the French Culinary Institute. And the chefs and the deans and the principals and the, the student advisors the were all going to be there. Nicole Byers' best friend was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who? Who was it? Nicole Jacques. Byers, Chef Jacques. Yeah. Oh. Okay. From Nailed It. He's there. From Nailed It. Yeah. Jacques, so Jacques Torres. Jacques Torres, the the king of pastry. Yep. So that's what they had to do. They did take an onion and chicken and potato and wow the world with it. And um, Hung got an extra 30 minutes. And my boy. When he starts working, oh, does everyone just start just – you can hear the pettiness of the other cooks. Like, yeah, he's good. He's he's technically the most technical chef here, and he's a monster to watch prep. But food needs soul and all this stuff, and Hung doesn't have soul. And that's what they all start saying, and none of that actually matters unless the food, the food <laughs> just needs to taste good, and technique is part of that. Mm-hmm. It's got to taste good. Hung doesn't yeah. have a soul. Someone stole his soul. Yeah. Um, so he's a sous he's a sous vide boy, and he sous vides mm-hmm. the chicken. He does. And, uh, uh, Casey's doing a coca van, which have you guys ever cooked that before? Mm-hmm. I've cooked no. it before. 
You I have? You've gotten an old rooster? You come across an old rooster? Well, the recipe that I read didn't say anything about that. So the okay, whole time well, when they were... you didn't do it, Well, the way that I did it... You did Coco Blonde, okay? Well, when has that been a thing that it has to be an old rooster? Casey, that's what they all said. That's yeah. what every one of the French chefs said. That's why they Bunch keep old roosters around so they can make coco vin. Coco vin. Yeah, apparently not. It's very hard. It does take like three days to make. So what is it? Because they didn't give us a good. They didn't tell us what it was. It's basically a very slow braised chicken with a bunch of stuff in it. So you mm. you kind of like you you uh you get the chicken and you kind of roast it and then you make the sauce and then it like it'll sit in the red wine sauce basically for like a day or two and then you reheat it and then you put all this other stuff in it like onions mm. and stuff like that it's very traditional it low and slow baby. rooster apparently dish <laughs> classic yeah so what you do is you go i'm gonna be hungry in two days i'll make it now <laughs> yeah I'm hungry in two days, and I got this old rooster just kicking around in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps screaming in the morning, and I can't stand it. So, come I here, get, Jeffrey. I, you know, I eat chicken. I eat beef occasionally. I, I, I do have qualms about eating meat, but I don't think I don't think about it until people say things like, "It's got to be an old rooster," and like it gives it like more like <laughs> more like humanity. Like, why does an specific. old rooster give it? More humanity. It's old. It's lived a long life. No, but to me, the word chicken just means like this is food. It's chicken. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like put a chicken, a live chicken, in my head when you hear the word chicken. But if you say mm-hmm. old rooster, I see mm-hmm. this old rooster, you and that is it. now food. Yeah, he basically has a name. He's got. A it's probably something cane. like Sean Declare, mm-hmm. and he he's is doing an Elvis thing. Yeah, Whenever I go to, park. yeah. Whenever I, <laughs> <laughs> I go to like a farmer's market and get chicken, I say. You have any teenage chicken here? Mm-hmm. Teenage. Do you have any adolescent chicken here? Where I'm from, there's a bunch of chicken plants, the processing chicken plants, mm-hmm. and one of them, the fr- the sign. I don't know what the company is, but there's it's their like catchphrase underneath it is "fresh young chicken." Mm. No, no, yeah. no I <laughs> disgusting well it's not disgusting until you see that on the sign they are wearing like bikinis (laughs) (laughs) then you're like it does say xxx fresh young chicken (laughs) does and that is the fda rating of the chicken and it does say live strip shows they are chick strips (laughs) (laughs) so we gotta take care of our chickens we can't Yeah. yeah yeah People gotta stop eating chicken. <laughs> that's probably yeah. That's why they hate it so much on Top Chef. Chicken, poor people food. Also, yeah. I am listening to Anthony Bourdain's uh, book, and he talks about how chicken is poor people food too. So maybe that's weird. <laughs> yeah, what is it? What is yeah. it with all these high level chefs and they're like think that chicken is just for like people who have no money or something? Like chicken's good. I like chicken, but it's cheap. Is it? Yeah. So what? So it's for poor sorry, people. Sorry, not everyone's making coco vone. I'm vone. sorry that Anthony Bourdain doesn't approve of my McChicken sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> that I paid a dollar nineteen for. No, I don't have to explain the McRib to you, Bourdain. You just have to explain it to yourself. Mm-hmm. He also does accents in his book, in case you guys are <laughs> curious about it. Uh, How does he do accents? I, mean, I don't want to put someone, you know, be disrespectful of someone that has passed on, but he does do uh, some accents. He reads it. So I told you I'm over Bourdain. I've been over him. Mm-hmm. Ever since Howie exposed him for being. Yeah. I've been over him since 2007. Mm-hmm. 
So, Tom, give us a recap of everyone's dish. Let's listen. On the chefs, I spoke to Hung. Um, when I asked him about it, has he ever done the potatoes dauphin was? He said, yeah, eight years ago, he kind of played around with it. Maybe not the best choice if he doesn't know exactly how to do it. You know, Sara is doing a potato Israeli couscous. We're very critical of her last couscous, which is maybe why she's doing it again, to prove that she can do it. Brian said that um, he really thinks he kept landing at the losing table because he was trying to do too much, so he, he claims he's going to keep it very simple today. Dale is, is really stretching it because it, it's so complicated. He may have a hard time when it comes to plating the dish. Casey's doing a cocoa van. Cocoa van is usually made with an older rooster, not a chicken. But if she pulls it off, you know, great. Passive so even Tom is trying to tell you it's maybe an older rooster, not chicken. This has got to be an older rooster. Do you think that if like they hadn't given her the ingredients of a chicken, they would have known that it was a chicken and not an older rooster? They've been like, this doesn't taste like an older rooster. Probably. Those I think there is a chefs. taste difference between a rooster and a chicken. Yeah, maybe those French chefs would know the difference. Yeah. I um, mean, they know the difference between stuff that looks Jamaican and not Jamaican. Let's mm-hmm. listen. She says she's from Jamaica. I'm no Jamaican, but you know, I used to have two reggae bands back in Sweden, and I go to Jamaica regularly. I didn't taste anything that was Jamaican in there. I, I... This is this is the best Hell thing that's ever happened on Top Chef. Emma <laughs> love this. She's you can hear her the loudest laughing at this guy. She's in her ass off. Here's okay. Here it is. If that guy sends us his band's reggae music, I'll release my band's music on the pod. <laughs> release <Right>. the tapes. <laughs> oh, look, I'm not Jamaican, but I do have two reggae bands. Back. Two reggae bands? Was he just making a joke or is that... It feels oddly specific. Well, he made the first one and they probably weren't doing songs he wanted, so he made a second one where he is the lead. Yeah. He, he specified. He was like, well... The first one, yes, there are two reggae bands, but the first one really wasn't playing the right kind of reggae music. <laughs> yeah. So I had to start another one that was playing the things that I liked, and I was the lead singer. Also, oh this food gosh. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. to Jamaica a few times. I've been to reggae bands. This is not Jamaican food. Amazing. Yeah. So Sarah makes terrible risotto. Good. That's how Again. I say things like, that's why I say things like, yeah, look, look, I've seen In Living Color. I get it. <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> Just trying to relate. I'm allowed to comment on the culture because I've done s- some of the things. From mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Um, and you went out of your way to buy that uh, African-American Bart Simpson basketball jersey. I did. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Which I gave to you. Yep. It was a gift. He gave it to his black friend. <laughs> I never think wore of, it. Think of that what you will. I never wore it. It is a very good shirt. He bought a shirt and realized he made a second... <laughs> Guess decision, be like maybe I shouldn't wear this. You know what should have tipped me off the fact that it's a purple shirt. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't for you. <laughs> That's not your color. No. You can't pull it off. Brian makes uh, duty basically. He makes uh, shepherd's pie <laughs> that looks like it has like goose shit on top of it. And when he explains what he's doing, that he's like, I'm making this peasant dish. I mean, Tom looks so upset disgusted. and disgusted. He is just like, ugh. I'm no peasant. Are you fucking kidding me? And then it ends up being good. They like the dude. Yeah. 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 He does Tom make likes a very it. stern and, face. And yeah. then Tom, while he's eating, he's like, Does this mean I'm a peasant? Does this mean <laughs> I like I, to eat duty? Yeah. Am I low class? Am I a duty loving peasant? Am, 
So, so let's no, no, no. I hate this. God, it's so awful. I got to finish my plate. Yeah. Which is the one that the, the, that the lady finished that she was like, well, I ate that's, all of it. That was Hung's. Hung's, yes. Oh, Hung's yeah. dish goes down very well. But then again, Hung made a very classic dish. These are classic ingredients. They're not that hard to do. They're, it's everything's classic. Everything's classy this episode. A no. monkey could do it. It's so classic that a monkey mm-hmm. could do it. And maybe one did. Yeah, maybe and maybe um, one healthy. did because there was a banana room that yeah. after the show, <laughs> the it was, was jar. empty. Yeah. yeah. So we fast forward and Casey says she thinks Hung's her only real competition. And it's like, well, yeah, especially if you're, you know, getting advanced because all the judges think you're hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of unfair to the other contestants. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Casey has a lot of uh, interview moments where she talks about women in in the uh, cooking world and how you know it, it's not great, uh, mm-hmm. and then things like this happen, and it's it's kind of sad. So after the cooking elimination, Padma comes out and says dinner was interesting, and yeah. she doesn't say it was good. It was that was very funny to me. Yeah. Well, Dale also didn't put any sauce on his food. He forgot to. Well, sauce you know, it. Dale's food is cooked with so much soul and like integrity that he didn't need sauce. Hung's food needs sauce and a juge and all that kind of stuff, but not Dale. Dale knows how to cook, and he's a different kind of chef, mm-hmm. as we found out. He's so different. They said Dale's food. He was like, "Where's the jus? There's yeah. no jus on here. There's, There's no, no chicken jus. jus." And I kept saying, "Is Tom allowed to say that word?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom was are you really throwing it around in a way that made everyone <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable. It's like, are you allowed to say there's no jus? Yeah. That much? And like, kind of aggressively? I, I felt think, uncomfortable. I think Gail said it was okay. Hmm. Yeah, Gail said that my dish has too many jus on it. Gail was also sharing her dishes with another person, which I don't understand why that no. everyone else seemed to have their no. own dish. And then she was sharing it with another chef. Like, no. I don't know. Reeves, why. Reeves, if the rumors are true, she might be sharing too much. Um, no. Yeah. She might be used to sharing. Um, so <laughs> let's go to elimination. <laughs> hung wins. It's a full sweep of an episode. It's yeah. A hang, sweep. hang wins. <laughs> the guy calls him hang. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, this is not a hard name. The winner is Hang. He, he also puts his hands up like a Hawaiian guy. He's like, Hang 10 wins. Yeah. Uh, Hung's um, just kind of like, what? What is yeah. this talking about? And yeah. then, so Sarah's eliminated because she makes a terrible dish. But I don't like well, how chicken. Padma does the trick elimination at the end. So what happened in the beginning, I thought I captured it properly, but I didn't, is that Padma looks to Dale and says, Dale. You're going on to the finale. Mm-hmm. Rude. Very and Sarah, rude to Sarah. Please pack your knives and go home. Very mm-hmm. rude. And it was like, why not just do the elimination the way you've been doing the entire time instead of, you know, one, making Dale think he's going home and then finding out he's going on. And then Sarah's like, oh, oh, okay. So I'm, oh, I'm eliminated. Yeah. And she said that before even Padma said, pack your knives. She was yeah. like, okay, I get it. And then Padma's like, it. I have to say it. I have to, I have say, to it. say it. You don't know for certain. And she's like, I do. I kind of did it. And she was like, pack your knives and go. Now you know that you're now supposed you to know. leave. Yeah, like they didn't show Dale's reaction enough to that. Because if someone did that to me and I was in the competition, I'd be like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I've been like, I got enough on my plate. Yeah. Yeah. You can also hear when they come back in, uh, they go into the the green room or whatever. Sarah's very sad. She's like, it's me. And then Hung goes, you what? 
Because <laughs> he has no, which, you know, context clues would tell him that it's her that's going home. But um, like it's like he doesn't remember what's happening. He had no idea. He's like, oh, you're going home? Okay, see you later. I don't know. He was like drunk off winning both the quickfire and the elimination. So he's like, you what? Yeah. He's like, who are you? Who yeah. are you? you who, where are there are you more chefs coming back to the show? Yeah. He doesn't remember any of them. Yeah. But Brian Malucky did say some nice stuff about Sarah. Um, he said that she is a good chef and has always brought a lot to the table, which is the bare minimum for being a chef. You got to bring the food to the table. Mm-hmm. That's the least you got to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put the food on the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she puts the food on the table and that's really all we can ask. <laughs> we, we don't show up, you know, because Howie, the other people, they show up to the table. There's no food there. There's no food. Yeah. So it's better than some people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, season three, episode fourteen of Top Chef. Uh, season four, episode fourteen of Pod Chef. Before we go, let's do our closing segment called Brian Jackson in Action. Brian, hit us off with a moment of action you had in the last week. Um, my office had a homecoming thing where I got to go into the office and uh, do stuff in the city. That was pretty cool. Did you win Homecoming King? I yeah, did not win Homecoming uh, King. I did get to eat a nice piece of fish, a nice. A nice uh, Branzino with a couple of diver scallops on the side with a nice little like sweet juice on top. Oh, oh, nice. That's nice. nice. I guess the listeners can make up their minds whether or not my zoo story was more boring than that. So that's the, it for us the this difference, week. The difference quiet, is, Brian, quiet, the difference quiet, is quiet, length. Quiet, 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 length quiet, 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 quiet. So that's it for us this week. Uh, next week we'll see you at the uh, pseudo finale of season three of Top Chef. Until then, we're going to pack our knives.